Hey guys, John Rogers here. I consider myself a member of the greatest generation. You know what I'm talking about. 90s kids. Back when there were Saturday morning cartoons, Reebok pump shoes, and the only thing that truly divided us was Sega or Nintendo. Oh, but I can hear you now. The 80s were better, John. Or no, the 2000s were better. Come on, John, the 70s were where it's at. But let's be honest, fondness for the past is an activity shared by the young and the old. Senior citizens missed the days of Leave it to Beaver. Meanwhile, the other day, I found a TikTok page celebrating the good old days of 2019. Nostalgia is nothing new, and it teaches us a very valuable lesson of truth in the real world. In the lovely country of Ireland, there's a beautiful attraction called Belvedere House Gardens and Park. Sprawled across 160 acres, the park offers splendid views of gardens, sites that seem to be ripped from a storybook, and a large, magnificent manor built in the mid-1700s. But one of the most interesting attractions here is a crumbling ruin. It's a massive, decaying facade of what used to be a large castle. It looks to be hundreds of years old, very out of place in this elegant park. And you know, just by looking at it, it appears it could easily have been built in the 1500s, maybe even the 1400s. Despite the deterioration and the rot, there's a charming beauty to these ruins that sparks the imagination. Did any gallant knights strut across the property? Was there a princess that lived in that turret? You can't help but wonder what opulent royalty used to live here hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But don't spend too long staring at it. You'll just be wasting your time. Why? Because it's all fake. It's not 600 years old. Those ruins were built in the mid-1700s, along with the rest of the park. The sham ruin is called the Belvedere Follies. The word folly describes an ornamental building that serves no purpose. And that's exactly what this is. A worthless fake. You see, fake ruins were a popular fad across Europe in the 17 and 1800s. Wealthy aristocrats purchased and installed artificial ruins on their property. Aside from a wasteful show of wealth, each ruin hearkened to a romantic vision of the past. These landowners yearned for the elegance of ancient cities like Rome and Athens. And to be honest, having these ruins on their property provided a pretense of a rich family history. Keeping up with the Joneses was much harder back then. As you can see, longing for the past is by no means a new concept. Take this for example. Many people nowadays romanticize the Roaring Twenties. Speakeasies and Great Gatsby parties are still all the rage. But experts point out in the 1920s, newspapers reflected a culture that was full of anxiety and nostalgia. A New York Times article lamented the fast-paced world of cars and radio with this glaring headline, American life is too fast. But let's go back further. Historians say Americans in the 1800s longed for the pure, simpler times of the late 1700s when there wasn't a civil war tearing the country apart. And we all may have admiration and perhaps envy for the days of our founding fathers, but some of those very same men, Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin, longed for the days of 1688 
when their heroes crafted the British Constitution. Oh, but we're not done. Let's go way back before Christ. Records show in the year 100 BC, the Roman historian Tacitus was very unhappy with his present reality. In many of his writings, he yearned for the glorious heroes of the early days of the Roman Empire, back in 509 BC. Nostalgia may be common throughout history, but that doesn't mean it was widely accepted. In fact, in the 1600s, nostalgia was punishable by death. Nostalgia, you see, was considered a disease. It's actually in the name. In 1688, Swiss physician Johannes Hofer coined the term nostalgia in a medical dissertation from the Greek nostos, or homecoming, and algos, or pain. This disease was associated with soldiers who longed for home and lost their focus and their edge on the battlefield. And heaven help you if you became nostalgic back then. In post-Civil War America, a doctor said nostalgia was for the idle, the weak-willed, and the unmanly. So that doctor proposed a cure for nostalgia with a healthy dose of public ridicule and bullying. A French doctor said nostalgia could be treated by inciting pain and terror. And a Russian general once told his troops that if they came down with nostalgia, he would bury them alive. <laughs> Think about that the next time you talk about your childhood cartoons with your friends. So is it wrong to be nostalgic? Of course not. If anything, it's a reminder of the blessed life you've lived. Or it shows a healthy respect for the past. But this must be approached broadly. Remembering the past can boost our joy and bolster our faith. But lamenting about the good old days can rob us of the joys of the present day. And oftentimes our lenses are clouded by romanticism. When thinking about the past, we may focus so much on the good that we ignore or forget about the bad. For example, back in the early 90s, when I was waking up to Captain Crunch and Power Rangers, life was good. I have good memories of that. But on the other side of the world, there was a genocide going on in Bosnia. In 1981, while millions were jamming to Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album, a black man was lynched by the KKK in Alabama, the last reported lynching in America. That wasn't that long ago. The thing is, the world has always been bad, and it's always been good. It's all about healthy perspective. So don't miss the beauty of the present, the chance to make new memories, pursue new challenges, and write new stories. Just like the Belvedere Follies, don't stare too long at the ruins. Make sure you enjoy the beautiful scenery around you. While you think about that, remember, truth is out there. You just have to know where to look. Thanks for listening. If you like this, please hit subscribe and leave a review. And I can always be reached at truthintherealworld at gmail.com. I'm John Rogers. We'll talk again next time.